0: it's okay not to be a guru. It's okay to be a contributor, that contributors you know, can support these other people to get their messages out there. And that really clicked for me because I knew what I was good at was taking other people's stories and putting it in this memorable, visual storytelling medium so that they could get their message out to the world.
1: Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another Monday episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Samantha Riley here and super stoked to be hanging out with you here for another episode. And today we're talking about magazines. Magazines. Imagine a magazine filled with articles on your expertise in the hands of your audience where you were inspiring them to be successful in whatever it is that you teach. Today, I'm welcoming Gina Dashback into the Thought Leaders Business Lab, and she helps mission-driven businesses own the ink in their industry through her proven framework. She launched her business, Peruse, the magazine creator, to bring custom brand magazine publishing to thought leaders who want to educate inspire, build loyalty, and increase sales revenues to their business. So let's jump in. There's some great perspectives in this interview. I look forward to sharing them with you. So let's welcome Gina Dashback into the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to the show, Gina. It's so wonderful to have you here joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to it. Today, we're going to talk about what a brand magazine can do for your business. And I think this is super exciting because a lot of people talk about becoming published authors and I think a magazine is another a great tool or resource that we can use in our business to share our expertise and our thought leadership. And we don't hear about it very often.
0: Right, that's true. Everybody seems to go right to... I want to be a best-selling author, which is amazing. I do too. But I decided to start with a magazine because that's just where my passion has been from the time I was very young. I just always loved reading magazines and realized that I could really, my business could really sort of turn the traditional publishing model of magazine publishing on its head and do it a little bit differently, kind of getting away from the traditional subscription model or newsstand model, and just using the format of a magazine, which has been around for 150 years, as a way to do some really amazing visual storytelling.
1: Awesome. So tell us about your background. How did you get into working with thought leaders about publishing or helping them to publish their magazine? How did you wind up where you are today?
0: Right. So, you know, I started out with a traditional marketing background. I actually worked for a family business and my dad's business was an automotive parts company and I created print catalogs for him but I always Ah. realized yeah I always realized that the the parts were just sort of uh, what is the thing the parts are just you know the not the whole the sum is you know all of the parts together and the story the story of all of those car parts going together were these amazing dream machines that my dad's customers would would build and drive to their local car shows and be so proud and I realized that those stories were way more interesting than all the parts and pieces of the cars. And so when I would do the parts catalogs, I would always look for those stories to tell of of his clients, of people that had built cars from all of his car parts. Later on, after I left that marketing part of my career, probably the first 10 years of my marketing career, I went to a technology company and they sold these black boxes that had a bunch of things you could plug cables into and plug cables out of, and they would make, you know, sound and pictures come out of these magic black boxes (Laughter) <But> really- <laughs> What was the most interesting thing was when an old professor could walk into a classroom and with a touch of a button, you know, spring his presentation to life. And Uh I always thought that was the more interesting story than, you know, all of the technology that went into these specific boxes. And so I created magazines for the companies that I worked for to tell those stories. And then I went and I had my babies. And for about eight years, I raised my daughter and my son, and then I decided, okay, it's time to go back to what I love doing, but I did not want to drive to the box and have this nine to five career anymore. That was just past for me, and I just really wanted to be available for my family, but I really wanted to use the skills that I had developed in marketing. So I was like, all right, I'll be a marketing consultant. So when I decided that I would be a marketing consultant, I realized that it was really important for me to figure out what I do and who I do it for. And mm. that that's probably why I wasn't finding a lot of success in my new marketing consultant business because I just I was afraid to be specific. I was, I was yes. afraid to pick one thing because I felt like, oh, there's all these things I could do. It took me a little while to find my footing as a marketing consultant. And I did some deep thought work with a couple of friends of mine who are coaches to really figure out what my purpose was and what really felt right for me. And when Mm -hmm. I heard Denise Duffield Thomas talk in her, she had a blog post where she talked about, it's okay not to be a guru. It's okay Mm -hmm. to be a contributor, that contributors, you know, can support these other people to get their messages out there. And that really clicked for me because I knew what I was good at was taking other people's stories and putting it in this memorable visual storytelling medium so that they could get their message out to the world. And once I made that connection, then my business of Peruse, the magazine creator, was launched. And that was about a year and a half ago.
1: Love that. And what a fantastic story because we do really need to niche down or niche down and it's so important and it's a topic and it's something that comes up almost every episode on this show that it's until you really nail down and find that specific niche, you know, it, before then things as a struggle, they are hard. And even if it's working, it's until you really double down and get clear on that. That's, it's like the launch pad of so many people to get that, that specific thing. So you just, you decided to focus on magazine. That was part of what you used to do. We're in a a digital age now. I'd love you to share with us, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that think that you can't track um, analytics and all that kind of thing. How do people even start to get, or know if they're going to get a return on their investment for doing something that's in print?
0: Right, right. Well, so there's a couple of different things that that you can do and a couple of things some of my clients have done. First of all, I guess I want to back up a little bit and say, you know, we've learned that last year alone, the amount of content on the internet increased by 300%. That's how much new information goes out on the internet. And so I started, (laughs) it's huge. Right. And so I started thinking like, what do these experts do? If there's a 300% increase in the amount of content on the internet, what are they going to do to get seen? And currently what they do is they make more content. Yes. And so it's like this, this cycle of people just creating all this content. And in many cases, They've already written these amazing gems. They've already gotten their ideas and their messages down, but they just have to feel this, this press to keep creating more and more content. So we've developed this program where, where we do some Google research and we see what people are researching and what are driving people to their websites, what blog posts, what videos, what podcasts are being read and listened to. And then we take that content and we put that into this new format, into this print format. We support it with visuals. Maybe we take what was a 4,000 word transcription from a podcast and we turn it into eight or 900 words with these lovely pull quotes and a sidebar and you know different photos and captions and we turn it into this new format. But then the, then the question is, now what do you do with it? How do you get yeah. it out there? And how do you know that somebody is reading it? So there's a couple of different things that, that we can do. One is we can, just like when somebody builds a website, the goal for every page on the website, well, is to have a goal. What do you want people to do when they get to that page on the website? So we do the same thing with the magazine. We make sure mm-hmm. that every article has a specific goal, which could be download my my ebook or yes. visit my events page and find out what the latest events is we try to make each magazine sort of evergreen so we yes. would never put the actual dates of the upcoming event we would just say we do all these amazing events where you can meet these people and go to the website to check out our latest mm-hmm. listing so we're always driving people back to the website or back to the social social media we've yes. had clients that have used qr codes So it's sort of the return of the QR codes. QR cards were sort of this bigger deal a few years ago, and then people kind of stopped with them. Yeah, I've noticed that, yeah. But now they're starting to come back again. So there's ways that you can uh, use the QR codes If you ever pick up, there's a magazine called Porter or even um, Gwyneth Paltrow has a magazine called Goop and they use all of this um, augmented reality where you could read with your iPhone. And Mm -hmm. so in Porter Magazine, every single model, whatever boots she's wearing or whatever scarf she's wearing, you could basically scan it with your phone and add it to your, and add it right to your shopping cart. I haven't done that with a client yet, but there's definitely this way where digital and print live side by side. I would never do a magazine for somebody who didn't have some kind of um, digital strategy that they were using alongside of it. They sort of work together. Yeah, Um, totally. Yeah. So those are some of the things, unique landing pages. And you could also go the other way. So you can create a social media campaign specific to your print campaign. So you can create a digital campaign and ask somebody to, uh, you know, are they interested in getting your free magazine? And then, so you'd be tracking it sort of a reverse way. So you wouldn't be tracking directly from the print. You would be tracking from them getting the print and you can build a whole social media campaign about around that. And oh, by the way, I love the print. That's the part that super excites me. But we we also deliver the magazines using um, a pretty robust platform. It's called Issue. It's not mine. It's, it exists. I-S-U-U makes all the nice flippy noises as you're going through and they have some very robust analytics. So when we deliver the magazine, we deliver it in print, But we also give our clients the digital side of it and then they can uh, create all sorts of social media campaigns and the link outs to all the different features that they would go to, you know, when they read an article, they would be able to, you
1: know, click on something and it would take them to a web page or whatever. So that's pretty fantastic. So you you just mentioned before that you don't put dates in there of events that are coming up, that you keep it all evergreen. So I'm assuming that this is a one-off resource or a one-off tool for entrepreneurs to use. Tell us how specifically this is being used to help them to build their brand to then obviously to grow their business.
0: Right. So, you know, the best way to talk about it is with some really specific examples. And I have a couple of favorites. Yeah. One of them, she is a fibromyalgia health coach. Tammy mm-hmm. house is, uh, and she also has the fibromyal- International Fibromyalgia Coaching Institute. And mm-hmm. so she is helping people feel better that have fibromyalgia. And so she is looking to invite people into her coaching program. And the way she does that is she partners with other healthcare practitioners, podiatrists and nutritionists and chiropractors, and she puts her magazines in their doctor's offices. And mm-hmm. then- she- also, has so part of her program is to coach people with fibromyalgia to live better lives, but also to invite them to become health coaches in their areas so yes. now they can use the magazine to start to build their own their own network and create their own healthcare network of people wherever they live in the country and so she provides them with the magazines to do that and then she also distributes them through she's done health walks and so she would provide them as a you know as something for the goodie bag for everybody that does the health walk and she also through all of her years has developed a pretty robust email list and she said you know I got a lot of people on my email list that maybe haven't bought a coaching program from me. And so now we're going to do an email to invite people to get her magazine. And Uh so if somebody is willing to give their physical mailing address to get a magazine, there's a pretty good chance they are still viable leads for her. So the hope is to turn those leads into revenue. And she hasn't decided yet whether she wants to charge for the magazine or, or have it be a free magazine plus, you know, $6 shipping and handling, you know, you, you know, Mm -hmm. you can still have the magazine be free, but charge for shipping. So we haven't really figured that out, but that's, One example of it, I have another client who's a real estate investment coach who is a best-selling author, and he sends out probably 500 of his books a month. And Mm -hmm. so he'll be including the magazine as sort of a value add to people that purchase his book, and then he'll be sending the magazine out with that. And that Mm. we basically, we repurpose probably 15 of his best blog posts in this magazine so it you know has a lot of value and even though it's not a book like magazines and the way that we create them have a pretty, you know, a perceived value to them. They have a little heft to it, a little bit of a, a little bit of weight to it. We use a really nice quality paper. And, you know, so if it's a topic that somebody is interested in, they're gonna push that magazine around their around their table and around that desk for a little while. It's gonna stick around definitely longer than an
1: email would. Well that's what I was gonna say is that you're more likely to keep that magazine on your coffee table or on your desk than you are to keep a book. I saw some stats the other day and I didn't even think of writing them down ready for this interview. But people are, it was a huge amount, like 70% more to buy from a magazine. And I've been looking for a new mobile phone cover for probably about six months. And I knew specifically what I wanted in my head and I didn't want to make do with just anyone. So I was, I was waiting, I couldn't find one anywhere. And I was reading a homewares magazine about a month ago and I saw straight away, that's it. And do you know, within three minutes of seeing it on the page, I had ordered it. And I it, love that. So the figure that you saw, and I'm sure there's a
0: few of them, but one that I've read recently from the magazine Media Association of America is 64% of readers take action after they see something in print. Oh, and well, so I was pretty close. Yeah, I was pretty you were. close,
1: It is he's very, very high.
0: It's very, very high. It's pretty exciting. You know, we're also hearing something in print that a brand recognition in print is 70% higher in print than over digital. Because, you know, we talked about that 300% increase of the amount of content that's coming in. And Mm -hmm. so our brain has a way of dealing with that 300% increase in content. Here's what our brain does. It just forgets it. It yes. just dismisses it. It's like but, I can't, I can't remember all of this. So it dismisses it and it doesn't stick. And so yes. that's why I love being able to offer this solution to experts who really want to make their message stickier and that want to leave a lasting impression. You know, a lot of coaches and a lot of authors and a lot of experts are learning to use the stage. To get their messages out there, people are you're learning to speak to sell. I just joined a coaching program, so I can learn to tell my story, uh, you know, on a stage and to speak more. And so I love the idea that they're, you know, that they're taking a step to be face to face and to create these real connections, and then to give them something to leave behind after they leave the room, after they leave the stage. I yes. think is, you know, is going to be a really powerful and unique thing. At this point, having your own print magazine. Scene is a pretty bold move, pretty yeah. memorable. and Well, so- it's not just
1: that visual. We're taking that kinesthetic aspect to it as well. It's something that we can touch and hold. And you were talking behind it before. It's got some weight. I call that thud factor. You know, it's like you you put it down on the table and it makes a sound and it's like, I'm here. This is, yeah. this is me. So what I'm hearing is this is a really great way to stand out in the digital world and to be remembered. So not only stand out, but to be remembered. And I know that for myself, I struggle to read on the screen all the time. There's some things I need to still print out to read them. And I think this is the same. You can sit down with a magazine, read it with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. You know, it's mm, completely different. You're you're removing yourself from the distraction of your Facebook notifications coming up and your, your email popping into your inbox. I'd love you to share with us what is the sort of information that we're putting in this magazine. You mentioned that it's very strategic. I'm sure it's not just anything. Is there some sort of framework you've got around this that helps us know that what we want to put in that that's going to help us turn that our magazine into leads, into inquiries? Well, here's the thing. You know, we talk about people don't buy
0: from companies. People buy from a brand and they buy the story. And the mm-hmm. best story is the story that your clients can tell. So mm-hmm. without a doubt, when I do these magazines, you have to be able to have clients that are ready to tell these shout it from the rooftop transformation stories, and that's part of our service of what we do is we get on the phone with your clients and we get that interview from your client. And we love to do it because we think that we get an even better interview than if you said, hey, can you say something really nice about me and here, like, fill out this form. Like, we really love to have that conversation and pull those stories out. And they're real Cinderella stories. You know, what what the client's life was like before they joined that person's program, what they might have been afraid of to join, what the program was like, and what their life is like now. And we usually find something sort of memorable, like we or uh, measurable, I should say. We try to find like three or four clients to tell their stories. And then, so for instance, maybe if it was somebody who was, well, we did something with an A book publisher who Mm -hmm. had authors, you know, become best-selling authors like through Amazon. And they uh, would talk about how their coaching programs had increased or how the number of um, speeches that they were doing had increased. So we kind of find different things to measure so that we can tell those stories and tell the, the results in a really measurable way. We always like to include, like I said, some of the most popular blog posts. And they're sort of like the Similar to when you write a blog post or when you write your email marketing subject lines, you know, five mistakes that somebody might make or, yes. you know, three things that somebody won't tell you or, you know, we try to kind of come up with those catchy articles. We always like to see if there's some kind of live event that you have either, either spoken at or hosted or tr- a retreat or something like that. We always like to include a live event coverage and show as many pictures of our clients intermingling with their, um, with their clients and kind of create that real relationship thing. So that is a, a pretty key thing. And then one of the things that we've been doing, um, that we've been having fun with is that last page. And if you pick up any magazine on a newsstand and you flip to the last page, there's usually something fun, whether it's um, inspiration like an inspirational quote on the last last page or some way to tie it into social media and ask people to maybe take a picture of what's on that last page and post it on social media or so we try to make that last page sort of something fun. So that's a, a little page that we save and then also, you know, there's three or four pages that will usually dedicate to some kind of um, specific Promotion or ad, whether it's um, get you know get your best selling book or join a program or visit the website, something very specific.
1: Yeah, perfect. Wow, so much value already for anyone that's listening. How can they know if they're ready for a magazine? Like, is right. now so, the right time? When is the right time? Right. So there's a couple of things. First of all, I do
0: have, a, um, I do have a, an assessment quiz that when I get on a phone with somebody, we kind of do that. I do a free strategy call and I have this assessment quiz that I will share and it helps people kind of go through and take an inventory of some of the things that they're currently using. And there are things like, do you have a podcast? Have you written blog posts? Are you engaged on social media? Do you have a following? Do you have a loyal following? Do you have a program where you bring somebody into your program, but you want them to stay with you and you have like, maybe it's, you know, ideally your lifetime value of your customer might be a three to five year period of time that you want them that you would have something to offer to them and you want to make sure that you create that loyalty and that they don't forget about you and go someplace else and so to you know to be have a magazine that they can kind of connect with and a community they can connect with that's another thing do you have a community that you're building you know i always think about oprah right and she had her favorite thing her vip people and her you know kind of her posse and so do you want to create this place for your place for your people and so those are some of those are some of the things do speak if you have opportunities to be face to face with people and whether you've built a uh, a way to reach your a way to reach your audience whether it's through email or through collecting physical a way to collect physical addresses from people because the key is you want to get this magazine into their hands and so the way you're going to get it into their hands is either face to face so if you do retreats or if you do maybe big speaking presentations and you could bring your magazines with you or whether you're going to mail them to them. And let me tell you yes. what, you have a pretty high open rate. Like if you're going to mail somebody, you know, I write, I have my own magazine that I do to promote creating my magazines and I mail them in these beautiful purple envelopes with a gold seal. And I'm pretty confident that my magazine envelopes get opened because there's- I would have thought of, it'd be
1: pretty close to 100% open rate on something that's right. winding up in your mailbox that's not a bill. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> totally. I also have
0: on- I also have on my website uh, a uh, sort of a nine-step magazine planning guide that will help people kind of think about um, you know some of the things they want to have in order to plan a magazine. And so that's So where do we go
1: to where do we go to download those free gifts?
0: Yes, 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 my free gifts. So my company name is Peruse and Peruse is spelled phonetically so it's P E R O O Z and then it's com. So, peruseme.com, and at the bottom of the page, you'll find the link for the nine-step planning guide. And if you want to get my free magazine, you would go to peruseme.com/free-magazine, hyphen and I'll get you—I'll uh, get you one of the magazines as well. Perfect.
1: And we will, of course, link those up in the show notes. Gina, it's been such a pleasure to talk with you today. You've got me all excited. I love magazines. I'm just one of those girls that love to curl up on the sofa with a magazine. So I think this is a really great way to help people stand out from the crowd in a very noisy digital world. I think it's something that nice and different. So I really appreciate you sharing everything you have with us today and for coming on the show. Thank
0: you so much. It's been so much fun and a really great opportunity to tell my story. Thank you so much. I hope I can,
1: you know, help some of your listeners. Of course. Thanks, Gina. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to SamanthaRiley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.